Yes, here we go. Welcome back to another real life game changers. Now, this is a game changing thing that most people admit they want in their life, but really everybody wants in their life. Because what's life if you haven't got love? That's what we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about maybe some of the stuff that people don't talk about, like what do women want? What do men want? And how, how can you be in like a relationship with a crazy entrepreneur? for example, uh, or one of the difficult things that might come up, uh, busy life, schedules, uh, property businesses, with a lot of people in real life, um, community, that's what they got going on. So, oh yeah, we've got some people starting to tune in now. So give us a comment, let us know where you're watching it. For the people who are watching it live, put a hashtag live. If you're watching it on the replay, put a hashtag replay. Yeah, where can I send this? I need to put this in a group here get this into the real life groups and the community and get the people on it. So <clears throat> first of all, just while I wait for some people to jump on and watching it live, listening live. Thank you, Billy, for coming on. Yeah. Thank you, Mark, for inviting me. Yeah, I mean, super awesome. I really want to tap into your experience and I want other people to really get a chance to ask some questions for the people that are here live and for people maybe who are not here live, you ask the questions and we'll see how we can get back to them either through through the text or through even another episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because as having since met, met you, you're into personal development yourself and you're someone who really develops themselves and works on themselves, but also someone who's super open. Now your extensive experience in helping people in relationships, in life and love, uh, I really want to tap into it. And, and it's not a subject. I mean, maybe it is, but I mean, in my kind of, let's call it business world, entrepreneur world, property investing, this kind of stuff, not a lot of people are talking about it, Billy. So before we get stuck in, just give us a little bit of a, a background, like uh, how, you know, who was Billy growing up and uh, how did you end up doing this and, and helping people in this field? Yeah, so I've been a... Uh a life coach for over 11 years now and started with a, a, a journey of self discovery for myself. Um, just really into self development. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm basically born and bred Londoner. I still live in London and, um, I was always fascinated by relationship dynamics. Uh, my mother was married three times. So it was always like this, this constantly changing uh, uh, background of growing up and what's this all about, what's going on here. And so I grew up and I, and I started to see how it was impacting my life growing up in relationships with people, friendships. And I was like, wow, okay, there's some, you know, some limiting beliefs that I'm taking into my life. It totally unbeknownst to me and my subconscious, I need to, interrupt pattern interrupt this because it's on you know it's not working for me so that started my own self-discovery and um as tends to happen when you get really into something you want to share it with people you want to you know help them as way the same way you were helped and then just started from there my love of my own journey of self-discovery beautiful so so give us some give us some background and like so people know what to expect for some end results. Yeah, like what are some end yeah. results that you've enabled some of your clients? And I know some of it is uh, quite high profile as well. So you know you might just want to give us like the highlights of that. But just give us some like what what's the 
end results people can expect when they work with someone like you or they do this work? Yeah, so I've, I've worked with many, some of the, the top coaches in the world, basically, and, and I, I use all of that experience and knowledge to create my own programs. And most of it is based, even though we have many different areas of our life that we can expand and grow and develop, it's not just the mind. I, I mainly work on mindset work and transformational mindset work. So when you're repeating the same habits over and over again for many, many years, you're unable to change that yourself by reading a book or taking some advice from a friend or changing your habits. You just end up making the same mistakes over and over and over again up for many, many years in different versions of it. And then you, everyone gets to a certain age and go, why do I keep meeting that, that, that type of guy? Or why do I keep meeting that type of woman? I don't understand. Or, you know, oh, relationships are a nightmare. What's the point? You know, it's because you, you're basically locked in to a, to a way of, doing things choices that that take you down the, the the wrong blind alley and then you look back over your relationships that didn't work you're like wow they're basically the same they were doomed from the start so i give an example um of some of the work that i do i worked with a client the other day who um basically her story was because so, so i work with your story like what's happened so far where did you come from where did you experience where it was all too much and it didn't really, really didn't work. And I worked to transform that and clear it and complete it and put it in the past. So it doesn't impact your future anymore. Yeah. Um, so I'll give you an example. I worked with um, a wonderful client who 17 years ago, she got into a relationship, met this guy. She was living with her parents. She met this guy. And um, it was like, it was all over. It was like, oh, you're amazing. Come and live with me. I want to marry you. And he, and he met her parents. He says, I want to marry your daughter. It's Russian. Okay. He's based in Moscow. I want to marry your daughter and take her away with me. And the parents are like, oh, wow. Okay. This is, this is new. And then, and then my friend, or my client, I should say, she was, she was like, oh, gosh, wow. I can get away from my family. This guy's amazing. He's promising me the earth. I'm going to go, right? So got hit got the parents permission and then off she went on her adventure first time away from the family went to live in siberia okay he had a home there and everything and and it turned sour very quickly it turned out he was very controlling very dominating uh wouldn't let her do anything and made her life a misery and in 17 years ago in Russia, she couldn't go back to her family it would be the the whole family would be in shame and she couldn't, you know, say, oh, it didn't work out. No, you know, like modern, in modern times, like, it doesn't work out. Uh, I'll try again. Or it didn't work out. I'll call that day. 17 years ago, you got to try and make it work. So she tried to make it work. She persevered for two years, three years, and then it just got worse and worse and worse. You can imagine she's in a, in a city in Siberia, in a, you know, part of the world. It's extremely cold. She knew nobody. And this guy was extremely, she had to literally... She ended up running away, getting away from it as far as she could. Extremely um, narcissistic guy. And then she managed to, you know, create a new life for herself, came to Europe, came to living in, in uh, the UK. And it was traumatic experience, enough for her to have to get several years of therapy on and off just to try and get over him. Yeah. 
And she, it was so bad that she blamed every relationship that she went into, that new relationship that she went into that didn't work. She blamed him for it. Yeah. So 14 years after the, the relationship ended, she was still blaming him for stuff. She even, and this one's, you know, this might make you chuckle a little bit, but she even blamed him for all of the bad sex she had. Because she said the sex was so good with this guy that it messed up every other sexual endeavor with any partner. 14 years later. Wow. Yeah. So I said, okay, let's get together. We'll sort this out in two hours. Okay. And I did an exercise with her, which is called a completion exercise. And within two hours, I got her to put, we worked together. We got her to put that trauma in the past. So it doesn't impact her ever again. And I literally, she woke up the next day after doing the exercise and she's like a new woman. She's like all over social media. She's, She's posting, she's smiling, she's happy. She's finally let go of the past. And that, you know, that's the power of coaching. That's the power of mindset transformational work. That's what I love to do. Yeah, and, and look, you know, I think when something is so bad, like you explain, then it's easy for someone to say, hey, listen, I need to sort something out. <clears throat> but what I've witnessed is sometimes people, they stay in certain situations and Let's talk about relationships, but this could also be a job or doing something, a line of work or something like that. And they, and they stay in it because it's kind of not too bad, you know, or, or they start to just get in a groove that's like, well, that's the way of life. I know, you know, in previous relationships for me, I always used to look on the TV and watch these films and just think, ah, like, life's not like that, all this lovey-dovey stuff, you know, this is just for films. You know, people can't seriously be like that. So I know at one point in my life, like that was kind of what I accepted that like, well, you know, like all the jokes, you know, oh, the ball and chain, or you get married or you'll never be happy again. Like, you know, and people that used to joke or think it's a joke, but also like kind of be serious about it. So what are some of the things that people can look out for or what should they start doing if they're kind of like got that feeling like, like surely there's more to life, to love, to that kind of side of things, the emotional game. Like what are some kind of things they can look out for based on the experience you've had with some of your clients? So, so firstly, um, it's important to understand what is like reality. Like there's modern misconceptions about marriage and long-term relationships. Somehow, the 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 phrase being happy in a relationship or marriage has become at the forefront so i'm not happy anymore i don't want to be in this relationship yeah but when you get married let's say marriage let's let's talk about marriage for a second when you get married no one promises happiness no certainly not in a church it doesn't say and i I promise to be with you and make you happy for the rest of your life. Like it just doesn't <laughs> marriage is not about happiness. You can be happy today and unhappy tomorrow. Yeah. Happiness is fleeting. Right. The important thing is, is to really, it's, it's a journey and you know, it's important just to check in. Am I following my purpose? 
Is my partner following their purpose? Are we fulfilling on what we've set out to achieve? Are we supporting each other? Are we, you know, am I helping my partner to fly or am I dragging them down? And then vice versa, is my partner supporting my, my, my journey, my, my success, or are they dragging me down? That's, that's like, you know, and then, you know, if you want to be fulfilled within a relationship is to continue to follow your purpose and then really to, to really be clear on what your roles are in the relationship. I think, um, we, it gets very muddy. So phrases like, you know, happiness in a marriage, very odd. Why people are talking about that. It's very odd. Yes. You can be ecstatic one day, the next day, you're not going to be necessarily happy. And secondly, um, equal. I want to be equal in a relationship. I want to be equal in a, in a, in a marriage. Yes. If, if I don't feel equal, then I, I feel like, you know, it's not fair. Like there, uh, there's, there's tons of other um, people watching this now. I've been married for many years. will tell you, it's not about equality. It's about knowing who leads what. Mm, yeah, that's, that's good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because like, you know, you go into the, to the to the media and, it, and it's like there's too many different versions of the story yeah so then the man's watching one kind of video on tiktok the woman's watching some other video on tiktok you know they're watching videos of like oh you know the man behaves like this so you know it's all a man's fault and the next thing oh it's all the woman's fault she behaves like this and like starts to build this narrative in people's you know head so what can people do about that and how do they how do they find what they're supposed to be doing right so uh, a good place to start. So you've got to kind of like for long-term loving relationships, you've got to look at it. Imagine you've created a business and you have a team. Okay. The, the, the businesses that work very well, the teams that work very well is there's one person has strength and weaknesses in one area and the other person has strength and weaknesses in other areas. And then you, you come together and you create beautiful teamwork. Someone's good at admin. Someone's good at visionary. Someone's good at leadership. Someone's good at, running the home, someone's good at family, someone's good at, you know, um, sales. Yeah, you know what you're good at. But trying to all, you know, both doing all the same thing at the same time is where it's going to crash and burn. Yeah. Um, what was the question again? Yes, yeah, so like, what if, like with all these mixed messages out there, in, in the world yes. and, and like men yeah. should be like this women should be like yeah. that people are being yeah. like indoctrinated and programmed yeah. so then so, so then so then so then partners are like sending each other videos oh you know check this guy out you know you should be like this and you should check this girl out you should be like that it's like how do people find yeah. like, well, you know that about like what you're saying who leads what like how how does how does a couple go yes through? yeah so there's a been a big shift in masculine and feminine energy in uh, modern society where men are being kind of corralled to a more feminine place and women are being pushed towards a more masculine space if you look at hollywood all of the leading men have turned into leading women and all of the leading women are these tough cookies and a, a lot of women will tell you they're not they're not necessarily like that. They don't want to be like this, you know, balls kicking. I beat men up for fun. 
kind of women, a lot of women are like, I'd rather not do that. But Hollywood is really pushing that agenda, right? So, you know, here, here, here's the thing. So within us all, we all have masculine and feminine energy. Men have masculine and feminine energy. Women have masculine and feminine energy. Women have, in, mon in the modern world, have, have learned how to harness their masculine energy to be successful in business. Yeah. And this is caused the, it's not the, the, the cause of it, but this is one of the reasons for the instability where women are like, yeah, I can be a woman and I can kick ass as well. Where men are kind of like, oh, I, okay, well then if you're going to shift that way, I'm going to, I can do, I can do the dishes. I can wash up and I can, you know, I can run the home and switch it up. Not a problem. But unfortunately this is a crash and burn scenario because ultimately, um, That like we're literally moving into a matriarchy, yeah, a society that's run by women or for women, yeah, where the patriarchy is going out the window. And unfortunately, I mean, and this is maybe a controversial thing to say, that a society that's run by women for women, you basically is not what women want i'm gonna go out on the limb to say that okay mm. because let's ask them anybody watching what do you think of that comment what do you think i want to i'm interested in what the ladies have to say what do the men have to say just put it in the comments here what do you think about what bill is saying there but yeah carry on with what you were saying I, I, it's very interesting because i had a conversation with um a friend of mine today just this afternoon and she is a very successful estate agent in Florida. Okay. Uh, 20 million upwards apartments. And she's beautiful woman. She's in touch with the feminine side in touch with the masculine side. And she's very male dominated industry. So, uh, property sales. Yeah. And, um, and she kicks her ass. She's, she's winning out there. Yeah. Now she said to me, I need my men to be masculine. I said, I got it. I got it. I really got it. Yeah, that, that, that really works. But she said, on top of that, she said, I need men to be super masculine to make me feel feminine. Okay. Now, this is a mistake. Okay. Because one, there's very few men that can do that. And secondly, a man has to feel, um, a man has to feel safe to be hyper-masculine with you. Yeah. So my, what I, the, the, the coaching that I gave to her on the spot was rather than wish for the men to be more masculine, she says, it's not the men aren't just aren't masculine enough for me. So I said, look, rather than wishing that the men be more masculine, my invitation to you is to look to embrace your femininity first and she was like oh wow yeah oh gosh i got it because and there is a, there's a whole dynamic in um in tantric law shakti and shiva masculine and feminine god there's an order to it and the order goes like this the feminine god shiva 
first creates a safe space for the masculine God to approach. And then when the masculine God feels Shiva, feels Shakti, feels safe, he then dies in her arms and is reborn a masculine God. So he comes at the, say, you know, let's say male and female, female, for example, so the female creates a safe space for the male to come and die in her arms. And then he is reborn a masculine God in that order. But what's happening is a lot of uh, modern successful women in business, they're looking for the men to be more masculine than them. And that's not the first step. That's mm. take. Yeah, I get you. So, a few questions coming in here. Um, well, some statements coming in, but also another question. So interesting viewpoint. Now, what data do you have uh, to back this up? So this is coming as a question. I think that's referring to the point when you were saying like women um, or the, 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 women, the world run by women for women, that's not what they don't want. I think that's when that question came in. Yeah, so it's based on looking at the, 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 the real, like a basic relationship between men and women. So, um, and this is controversial again, and this is my point of view, but it's based on experience. What women ask for in a relationship isn't necessarily what they want. Okay. And an example for this, and I only speak, I only ever speak from example or experience. I don't speak. I do obviously read a lot of texts and, and um, books and everything, but um, I like to test things out myself. And a good example is a woman will say, I want a man to be, uh, you know, uh, express his emotions. I want a man to be able to communicate. I want a man to be trustworthy. I want a man to be able to go to Ikea with me. I want to go. And, and what quite often happens is a woman is asking the man to be more like a woman, her best friend, which is asking the man to step into his femininity. And then what happens is over time is that the woman will start to not enjoy that because ultimately in general, I'm saying the majority, not everyone, everyone's unique, but in general, women enjoy men to be masculine, but they ask for men to be feminine. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Making sense here, making sense. Yeah. So, so I mean, like... I'll tell you what I will do. I'll draw, I'll draw on, I'll give you, and this is on the field example. Okay. So um, on the field example. So I used to run a podcast with a, a, a few people. It was a relationship podcast on Clubhouse during lockdown. And it was always talking about, and we discussed many topject, uh, topics in relationships. And, and it was always, we'd always get three, to four, 500 people that would pass through every week. It was a two hour session on a Sunday afternoon. And then one week we said, let's talk about, let's discuss what do men want from a relationship? I say, okay, wow. Okay. Let's do that. It was packed. It was a thousand people turned up to find out what men wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and it was mostly women. Yeah. It's a thousand people. I'm not kidding you. And women were, they were queuing up to us. And, and it fascinated me that, that women didn't know what men wanted. It absolutely fascinated me. And, and um, because we always assert, we always think what we want is what they want. But it's not true. Men and women are very, very different. And we asked, okay, so we, the women said, so tell us then, what do men want? You know, we're dying to know. I mean, this is like the golden question. What do men want? 
and the men queued up and they, and they said, and one after another, they said, you know, I want to feel respected. I want to feel honored. I want my part, you know, what do you want for a relationship? I want to, you know, I want to, you know, I want her to be loyal and I, and I want peace, which is, you know, a few women laughed at that, but a lot of men asked for peace. And the top two things were respect, respect to be respected and honored, which is kind of the same thing. And to, uh, to have peace in a relationship, which women are like, what, what is this madness? <laughs> See Mark smiling there. It's like, yeah, I got it. I got it. Right. Yeah. So that, yeah. 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 But, but it's like, you know, then it comes down to like the number one reason why people don't get what they want in life, let alone a relationship, is because they don't know what they want. Yeah. And uh, I think when people, because it's not just about relationships, but you got that old book, you know, I got this book appeared, the, the five love languages. And it's like people normally communicate and do things like what they want, like the story. Coming, which book it was, and I read the story where the woman was like leaving the guy notes in his lunchbox and in his bag when he's taking it to work, and he was kind of like, "It's okay, he's not against it, but like, it's not floating his boat." And that's because she's doing that to him because that's really what she wants. Yes, she, she wants to be left the notes, and she wants the little presents and little, little things here or there left all over the place as his little uh, kind of sweet gestures. Uh, so I think when one partner, whichever way around it is, starts communicating or giving or doing what the other person wants, uh, sorry, doing to the other person what they want, that's where the mismatch comes. And then, then lack of communication, miscommunication. And then they're like, well, you know, when I do do something nice anyway, you don't even like, Give me acknowledgement for it, and it's because they're not really seeing it as that's what they want or that's what's yeah. being done for them. How, right. how 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 can people help? So that? So, the, so then just to, to to complete the story, um, so that was a really popular uh, podcast that we did, and then the week after we said, "Oh, let's ask what women want." Thousand people were there. Thousand people. What do women want? And it was packed full of women ready to tell us what they wanted. <laughs> so it was a thousand, like literally. Okay. And they, and they queued up one after the other and said, okay, what do women want? And, and we asked many, many women, the top two answers were safety and security and trust. Safety and security. As you can, so you can see what men and women want in relationships completely different at the top, at the very top, the very base level, the very top. My main one is that. So if you hear, you know, relationships break down, I say, I just don't trust you anymore. It's, it's enough to end the relationship. I just don't feel safe with you anymore. It's enough to end a relationship. I, you know, I don't feel secure with you. I'm off. Do you understand? So, and then, so that was like really, really powerful because a lot of guys had never heard that before. Never, never heard this, what women wanted. And it was just like, I just, things like, you know, that's where the, all the information comes from. Interesting. Hey, let's do yeah. this. Anybody watching here live right now, give... Uh, this is share. If you think this is an interesting topic for people to like hook onto and, and start commenting on and everything else. Because I, I think that not enough attention is given to this. A lot of people go to the gym, work their ass off. People will go to, to property training. They'll go to be an entrepreneur. They'll work their ass off in their business. You know, all of this good stuff. 
But did they did they ever train? Did they ever figure out, go on a self-discovery journey to see like how's the best way to be in a relationship? Or like what's the best version of a relationship that I can be in? I mean, we literally just came back from a nice research trip with built in was a self-discovery ceremony. Yeah, we had this, you know, self-discovery ceremony. And I like what Alison is saying here. I've heard this before. I've seen some video of some woman and I like the concept, but I want to tell you what came up for me just this last week. So this whole 50-50 concept that, you know, if one partner is, um, you know, feeling only 20%, then the other person's got to bring 80%. And if and if they're not feeling, you know, 100% collectively, if they're both feeling 20%, they've got to agree to be kind to each other. I've I seen that on some video. And I like the idea of that concept. But what I also love the idea of and, and the self-discovery journey I just I just finished, I just come from is that actually, yeah, that's the problem. That both people think they only bring 50% to the game. Where my understanding now, and this is just from my understanding, is that actually I'm already 100 percent I'm already complete. I don't need to be like the other half or they say, oh, how's your other half? No, not my other half, my other, you know, complete. You know, it's about the two people being complete to come together. And Will Smith talks about this in his book as well. You know, in his, in his biography, he t- talks about, um, you know, like it's not my responsibility to make my wife happy. You know, it's, it's her responsibility right. to bring happiness to the relationship. And it touches some nerves. I mean, what do you guys think about this? actually you both you both need to work on yourselves to be complete and, and you come complete into the relationship yeah and that don't mean like you complete the ultimate version but like at this stage of your life you've got to bring your completeness and that's what i like about the completion processes that you do and i like that phrase like you put it into the past because it's not like the emotional experience has disappeared people trying to like disappear and experience actually makes it worse because now it shoves it down into the subconscious unconscious and now you're not even in control of it so then when situations happen you start acting all erratic and getting all upset and everything because someone said something especially the people close to you it's because you try to make less of it you know where uh, actually by making oh, more of it, talk, down, yeah. completing it it's like okay i'm still aware of it but now i'm more aware of that it doesn't need to affect me yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. So what was that? Yeah, we've got a few questions. So let's have a look. There's a question. As we navigate the complexity of modern relationship, what's your perspective on the movement towards promoting uh, is it equality within partnerships? partnerships? Yeah, do you believe you have a sense of balance is essential or do we see the value in certain degrees of inequality within the relationship? So uh, I think um, Equality should be taken out of the vocabulary when it comes to relationships. I think relationships are yin and yang. I think, uh, you know, a successful relationship is a, a healthy imbalance. Whether it be, and it's different for everyone. So, you know, you could have one person's the ultimate leader and then the one's following, or you have someone leading in one area and someone leads in the other area and you, you interchange. 50-50 is, is a recipe for disaster in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. Yeah, so, and I'm interested in getting your view and everyone else's view, Billy, as well, because what's this thing about, you know, let's call it back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, man would go to work, woman would be at home. Yeah, so then being 
commercial cooking, all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden, it, to me in society, it looked like, you know, like minimize the staying at home, looking after the children. Mm. Like that's like weak, that's like weakness or that's like a degrading job or like I'm a housemaid, am I? You know, I'm a housemaid or I'm a slave or something like that. Oh, and just because you go to work and just because you pay for stuff. Oh, is that all it is? You All you're doing is just making the money. Yeah, and then the man's like, freaking what? What do you mean just making the money? If it wasn't for me, like, and then it's this crazy ass cycle. Yeah, because I think that's what Dom is touching on there. It's like, what's wrong with that? Like, are you going to say, right, hey, listen, the CEO, you know, the, the, the chief of marketing, you know what? Like, you know, just so we can promote equality, you're going to go and do the finance today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're going to do the gardening. Yeah, we're going to send a gardener in here to come and do your marketing job like listen people are good at different things yeah so i'm interested to know what's what's people's view on that and what's your view billy i i i think i mean i'm fascinated with this whole story in modern society i think since the industrial revolution when um when men were taken out of the fields to work in the cities and or, or you know not in the coal mines anymore so when there was physical graft and but you know and then going way way back way way back you like you know the man would go out and hunt for food and it's physical endeavor that that a woman isn't physically able to do a man is physically able to come home he's cut and he's bruised and he's dirty and he's mucking and he's grafted all day and she's like yeah okay cool i did my bit here you did your bit there we're good now we we live in a softer society where men you know we we, we go into work and sit on a a laptop or a computer all day or we sit at home in the, in the spare room we, we do this all day meanwhile you know our partner's grafting at home and as much it will start to feel a bit hard done by it. and then there's a lot of society which is putting down the beauty of of uh of running a running a family home it's like yeah it's like you've got the short straw all of a sudden which is awful yeah, but what's interesting, you know, like let's say on a football pitch, yeah, if your mate's not feeling, you know, great or is carrying a bit of a knock or something, and he's and he's supposed to chase the guy back, do you just say, hey, come on, buddy, what are you doing? Or like, no, like people get running back and they cover for them. Yeah. Do you think people are covering for each other in relationships as much as they should be? Yeah. So one of one of the the, the one of the biggest differentiator that I experienced, I'd love to go from my own experience of, you know, a great, a great person to be in a relationship with would be, Oh, that person you were dating or you're dating, they got your back. They got your back. And that is the main differentiator between, you know, the, the ones that you settle with and ones that you don't. So, you know, I dated a number of women in my, my early years where very few of them had my back and my friends would point them out. She had your back, you know, she really did. That's who you want to be with. Someone who's got your back, not yeah. going to run away at the slightest, you know, the slightest, uh, you know, upset and I'm, right, I'm off. Yeah. I'm not happy. Yeah. I have, I have something to say on that, but before I do, I just want to know, did like, now, obviously, I, I know you, you're more open, you're honest about all of your past and everything. Like, did you have their back? When I was in the relationship, yes. 
Yeah. Okay, good. Because the yeah. interesting thing is, one of the hardest concepts for me to get was like in a relationship to like to to, to rather than ask for more is to give more. We I, I didn't get that for a long time because I was mm. thinking, I was thinking, I'm already giving and I can give more. What's this person doing? You know, when when's it my turn? And like having this out of balance where actually a good example is um you know I've been foot like we only just got back late last night up up again this morning straight away nine o'clock meetings all the way through all the rest of it five and i came where normally food would be cooked and i came and she's like oh yeah sorry i didn't do it was it i was gonna do it but i didn't feel good and all the rest of it and i was in my head i'm thinking i'm knackered man like, oh, fuck, i just want to sit down and eat right now <laughs> and i was like you know, but then check this out this this is how wonderful this universe is right when you do the right thing so i was like no worries i'll do it and i'm cooking and i'm thinking oh my god you know this is painful you know cooking is not my skill right and i'm following this mindful chef booklet reading the instructions like yeah anyway then, I, then i'm like man i've got a headache coming on again you know what it is i don't know maybe i need sleep still I, maybe maybe i didn't have enough sleep or whatever i don't know yeah and then guess what all of a sudden she gets some and then she's like, Hey, go sit down. I'll do it. I'll finish it off. And I'm like, no, it's okay. You know, I'll do it. Yeah. And, and then it's like, yeah, both of us were working together where, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't always like that. And that's what was causing the problem and causing the issues and the challenges. Yeah. So mm, my, my thing that, that really was tough was to like to give more and to put more into the relationship. And when doing so, like more comes from it. Yeah, like everybody's agreeing in the comments here. Like, yeah, you're bringing two whole complete people to the process. Yeah, and that's why I think it's so important because some people might go to couples therapies or coaching or whatever to be like, oh, we must do all, all everything together, you know, to fix us together. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but it's like, listen, you got to do that's your own. That's not how a team works. That's not how a team works. No, you got you got to do your own thing, and like not, not not that you're broken and you need fixing, but like when I go on these and, and some of the coaches that I've got, and even just at the ceremony, my guy was like, hey, "Listen, I'm working on you tonight. I'm like, we're working on you, yeah, because mm. you you need to work on yourself. <laughs> it's not like let's point around and say, oh, you know, everyone else needs working on. I need to work on me. Yeah, when I, I work, really, on I really." A really good sign that you need to work on yourself is when you're looking out at the world and you're like, so much of this needs to change. Yeah. This person needs to change. That one needs to change. You need to fix up and this environment's wrong. And it's like, okay, well, you do realize that it's not changeable. The only thing you can change is yourself. And then once you've done the work on yourself, your whole world shifts. Absolutely. Your whole world shifts. You know, almost like magic. Exactly. Almost like magic, you know, working on myself last week for quite an extensive period. And then all of a sudden someone calls me, not even calls me. They messaged me on Sunday evening uh, saying, yeah, listen, I want to be a part of this and your team and all the rest of it. And bang, they're here. And they started today. Yeah. And I, and I genuinely believe that's because, you know, I work on myself. I let these things go and all of this good stuff. Yeah. What, what, what is what are some people saying here? So yeah, so interesting subject. I'm interested to hear from you, Billy, about this. If you, George is saying, if you give unconditional love, you learn you know, a great way of being. Yeah, what is it about unconditional love? Because people say, oh yeah, of course I love you unconditionally. 
but then all of a sudden they'll only love if you behave a certain way or if you do certain things for them right? so what's <laughs> okay so it's really important to understand so the the, the secret of understanding your partner and relationship is to fully understand how different you are. That's the start there. If you keep asking why I, I would never do that. Why are you doing that? Oh no, I, the, this obvious is the way to think about it. Why are you thinking about it that way? You're, you're, you've got no chance. Um, but, um, sorry, what did you just say again, Mark? The unconditional love thing. You know, people ah, say okay, great. So here we go. So men and women love differently. Okay. Now, Men famously throughout history have gone to war for women, for the love, for love. Men have gone to war for love, conquered nations for love. Okay. Now this is because this is how a man's brain is. It's like, okay, I love her and everything else. I don't care about that. Just, just that love exists. Okay. Now, this is this can get you into trouble in relationships because uh, and this is a advice for men okay men will believe that love will save the day i love her so much it'll get us through i love her and she loves me that will get us through and it's not enough love is not enough no one said let's get married and be together forever and if we're struggling, love, love will get us through. No, hard work will get you through. Partnership will get you through. And this is the analogy I use. Um, so a lot of men will believe that going through hard times or whatever, it's fine. We can survive in a shoebox as long as, you know, we love each other. Women's brains don't think like that. Women's are, women are very, very adaptable and very, um, well, I can't explain how a woman's brain works, but they think very differently. So, well, actually I prefer not to live in a shoebox. Could you get us out, please? Otherwise it's not going to work. Do you understand? Or a man, a man is like, oh, no, no, you know, we can, love will keep us going. It's not, it's not enough. It really isn't. You know, to, to maintain a, a, a solid relationship, you have to maintain the safety and security. It's not in a shoebox. But you'll find a lot of men who'll be like, I don't know what happened. I was loved her so much. And it just all fell apart because you didn't take care of those things. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, over the time as well with, like, I mean, listen, when my dad was working, when he was young, he was earning like seven quid a week. Mm. Uh, you know, like people spend seven quid on one stock drink these days. Yeah. And it's like, was there a point in time where people and actual couples, they're like, hey, listen, we both got to go to work to, to make the money. You know, and then, it, and then it became a time of like, wow, you know, are we not adding enough value? You know, is it time for the men to step up more and be able to make sure that they can take care of the wife or the girlfriend or whatever, if they going to stay at home taking care of the kid yeah or is then the, the you know or, or then like stressed that actually used work to hide facing life 
you know, have you um, ever had any experiences of like, well, actually, really, this is what's going on under the under the surface? Yeah. So, so many men. So, I've, most of my clients are, are women. Um, you know, that have been married or been in relationships that didn't didn't work out, and they're looking for a new partner. And um, quite often, I've heard the story that you know the the, the guy was successful and earning the money, but it just wasn't around. But the guy will believe I'm doing the work, I'm grafting, I'm sweating, you know, I'm covering this. I've got a very good friend of mine who, you know, two children and um, and very successful C-suite in finance industry. And um, it just all fell apart. And most of that was attributed to, he was at traveling and at work all the time. You know, it just wasn't, available and that was a, a good enough reason for for her to you know both of them to end the, that that partnership but it's not enough go away and graft and not be around is not enough you might have got away with that in the past but there's a lot of people at home that are very lonely mm. yeah quite yeah. often uh, an absent so let's take let's just say for, 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 for this example an absent father who's married is worse than no father can have a more negative impact wow you know and alison is saying like if you ask a couple separately three things that their partner has done recently to make them happy they come up with different answers because you know, a lot of problem they, that comes up is the partner thinks they're making them happy you know that's really interesting um that's really interesting because she's saying alison is saying like they're doing what thinks makes the partner happy but i also just want to add something else into the mix before you give us your opinion on this billy which is mm. you know, normally the partner's doing what's convenient to them to make the other person happy yeah yeah you got a lot of lazy people out there for sure <laughs> um for sure uh i i i remember when we were doing these podcasts the relationship podcast and um always think about something to talk about each week. And there was a couple that's walking along the street and uh, the woman was really upset. She had her arms crossed. She was just really pissed off with the guy. And the guy was like, what is it you want? I don't know what you want. What is it you want? You know, and she was just like, oh, you know, you just don't get it. And the problem that I saw was that, and this is a, this is a, a you know, a modern um, issue is that the men were looking towards the women for the answers. Like, you know, so tell me what you want to make you happy. But that's not where the answers are. The, the answers are within yourself and other men. Does that make sense? So here's a, an example. So a man would, so uh, this is a classic argument. So a, a guy would say, what is it you want to his wife? I say, I just want you to be a man. This is a classic argument, right? Classic example of argument. And the guy would be like, I am a man. What do you mean? I don't understand. And he just won't get it. And that will end the relationship because he just wasn't know. And it, it's the guy hasn't done the work on himself to be the best man that he can be and, and embrace his masculinity. And quite often when you're looking to, you know, the, the the woman of the relationship for the answers you're embracing the wrong energy how can i be more feminine 
how can I, you know, do more things that you enjoy? It's taken me away from my masculinity. So, you know, there's quite a lot of lost men and a lot of men that need to recapture their masculinity energy. They're just, they're looking to the wrong places for the answers. Mm. So last, last, I want to, I just want to ask this question. Um, and that is, you, you know, especially like as an entrepreneur or whatever it is that you're doing. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, you've got to be accountable. Yeah. If you're in a job, really, you've got to be accountable or you're going to lose your job. Yeah. So people have these, and you've got to be accountable, maybe go to the gym and all of these things. So you've got to be accountable, accountable, accountable. And then people are just running tired. And then when it comes to the relationship, they're like, man, I just need some rest now. I don't want to be accountable anymore. What, what can people do about that? Well, it's, it's, it's about the yin and yang. It, it, it's, you know, it's being able to successfully switch. So from a man's point of view, you'd be kicking ass at work, but you, you just want to switch off when you get home. In that, in that moment, you're looking to your partner to lead what we're having for dinner, what we're having to, you know, what time the kids need picking up, what time they're going to bed, what time, you know, and that may be the agreement. Yeah. So you have to create agreements, otherwise you're lost. And then from a woman's point of view, what's happening, a lot of my clients are successful entrepreneurs, uh, entrepreneurial women, is that they're going to the office and they're kicking ass and they come home and they kick ass. It doesn't work. Because they're unable to switch off their masculine energy. So it's being able to, you know, what agreements do you have in place? And, you know, it's kind of like a dying art. I speak to a lot of my clients and this is a dying art of, of modern, the modern working woman is losing touch with her femininity and doesn't even know what it is. And I'm, oh, literally, I, I, do, do you know what femininity is? And I, have no, I have no clue. I've been told I should get it seriously it's a, it's a big deal yeah it's a big sure. deal i'm sending my clients to to feminine classes to embrace it learn how to embrace the femininity serious because they're so lost in a, a male-dominated environment a lot of industry are male-dominated they're embracing their masculine energy to be successful and they just completely lose touch with the feminine side and it doesn't work in relationships brilliant i love it okay cool so hey listen two more questions i always ask at the end of any episode so before I ask these questions, I just want to say, what an awesome session. Time has literally flew by. Can you believe it? Look at the time. Yeah, great subject. Keep the questions, keep the comments coming. And um, yeah, I think we could do a few different uh, topics. So let us know what, what topics would you love about relationships? Put it in the comments there, put it in the chat. And um, yeah, so first question is, Billy, like, let's say people are out there, they're looking to find love. They want to have the best relationship of their, of their dreams. What's your 30 second message to anyone looking to do that? All right, perfect. So a large percentage of people looking to be in relationships are not ready to be in relationships. Okay. Whether that be, they haven't got over the X or they've got some past trauma they haven't dealt with, or they're just bored and they, or they just want to go to some nice place to go out but they're not actually ready to commit to a full blown relationship. Now, what's going to happen is you're going like attracts like. If you're 
dating you're single and you're dating you keep meeting for example because my clients my clients women you keep meeting unavailable men it's because you're not available in some way so if you want to have a full-time loving relationship get yourself ready get yourself ready for a long-term loving relationship and then that's who you're going to attract nice that's how it I works. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And, love it, love and it. I have a, I have a, a little analogy that I, I uh, um, physical model that I use with my clients. We live in a, a swipe left, swipe right world. But people that are single and dating, it's like, oh, that didn't work. I'll try this one. I'll try this one. I'll try that one. In reality, in the real world, it's a front to back world. It's not a left and right because it's not so much. It's like it's real sliding doors. So I'm going to speak to you and entertain you. Even though I know you're not 100% what I want, we're going to go on a few dates. We're going to hang out, have some conversations, even though I'm 50-50, uh, I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm not sure about you. Let's drag it out a bit longer. The whole time you're entertaining this person, you're missing out on all the people that are ready. You've, you've, you've missed them. They've gone. Mm. So a room of 100 people, you're entertaining one that's not really what you want. Don't waste time with that person say no next yeah okay that one people spend a lot of time with people they're not they're not convinced about don't do it <laughs> get yourself crazy. ready and then the, and ready people will show up crazy crazy so i want to say this before i forget lucy uh, brings up a good point she said i feel if it's been a female on the panel here uh with a height in the conversation hey let's get someone yeah let's go find some uh I think I may have interviewed someone before. I interviewed so many people, I forgot. Yeah, yeah but let's do it. Yeah, and actually I'll ask questions to uh, the male, get the male and the female side. Hey, if you've got any suggestions, put it in the comments or direct message me and let me know. Um, Billy, awesome. 100%. Thank you very much for coming on here. By the way, like just very quickly, just tell us, you know, what you help people with uh, so people can reach out to you if they want. Yes, yeah, so you can reach me on Instagram. Uh, at Billy Reed or dating success coach. That's Billy Reed, B I L O Y R E I D, or it's at dating success coach on Instagram. You can contact me there and um, William Reed on Facebook. And, 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 is, it, and is it just is it just people who are dating or people already in relationship? So it's it's both. So um, I work with people that are single and and are stuck for some reason. They keep dating the wrong person and they really want to settle down, they're ready to go, then I work with those people. And also people that are in relationships, I help them create structure and create agreements and really focus on what's important in the relationship. Yeah. Yes, beautiful. Yeah. And let's, I just want to say one thing, you know, whoever says not being in a relationship isn't important is, is in business, is not being true to themselves because the most successful people in the world on this planet are either married or in long-term loving relationships. Ah, absolutely. You want to be super successful in business, get in a long-term loving relationship because they're your support structure. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Inside power team. So oh, yeah. uh, we've got our mastermind coming up and a guy's going to need time to switch over. Uh, to get on to that. So last question, Billy, thank you for coming on. But the last question is, thank you know, for having me, Mark. in our community, we have this saying that says, you got to do the right thing for the right reason. Now, why is that? 
sorry, you cut off a bit there and you've got to do the right thing for the right reason. Yeah, why is that? That's a question. Why is it a good idea to do the right thing for the right reason? Yeah. Because my answer would be the, the right reason is in your gut and always a thousand percent follow your gut. That's I love it. Cool. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on and uh Thank you for having awesome. me, Mark. It was Best brilliant. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely awesome. Yeah, and as people know who've been following, you gotta do the right thing for the right reason, because that is the only way you discover your true potential. See you next you time. <laughs> Cheers, Mark. Thank you, everyone.